This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. Today's episode is brought to you by our online course, Hormones. Understand and balance your hormones naturally. Just go to Sherwood.tv forward slash hormones to learn more and enroll. This 17-session course is only $19.99 and includes $30 in bonuses, including a discount on hormone-related treatment at our clinic where we serve patients from around the world. So we're always excited to talk about these, these pillars of health and how they may improve your long-term outcome. You know, we want life in our years not just necessarily just years in our life. So true. With that. We don't want our life to be riddled with what we call adult toys, crutches, canes, wheelchairs, walkers. Wow. You know, we want to be able to be optimal and live a vital life I got for all for of you. our years. Adult candy. You know what that is? That's your Dixie cups pull of pills you take every day from Big Pharma <laughs> that you had no idea what they did. Adult toys that? and candy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what a not, realization. That's not cool. We don't need that at all. How many think that that's not a good idea, right? No. I don't think it is. So we're willing to go the extra mile. Yeah. Are you? you got to make a decision, folks, because many times we, we go through life and we're like uh, just kind of going through the motion. We're talking about just kind of allowing mediocrity or um, maybe the lack of excellence to creep in. And that's just not cool. I mean, what are we doing with that? Why would we ever go halfway in with this thing called physical health? If God made you in his image, and this has nothing to do with this first section, but if God made you in his image, why do you think you're so arrogant to think you can destroy his image, destroying his image and wanting to fix it? What a self-centered, egotistical, arrogant, selfish way to live. Well, and I, I always think about that too. You know, some sometimes it's arrogance and self-centeredness, but sometimes you can't change what you don't know. Yeah. So that's what we're about is we're about providing hope and healing and shining a light on areas in your life that might be dark. And once you know, ignorance is not an excuse anymore. She was talking about something called ignorance. You just don't know. But, but the trouble is, Most of us do. Most know, and most just rebel against what we know. And, um, you know, I don't know what to say about that other than why. Why are we doing that for? Uh, We need to have a standard of excellence that's high. So when we talk about these seven pillars of health, which we remind you of all the time, we're going to go through these very quickly again. First is nutrition, of course. We've got to eat right. Nutrition is always first. We got to get that right. We'll go through a list of our inflammatory foods and anti-inflammatory foods. Once again, we can throw that out there in just a moment. What's next? Next is sleep. Mm -hmm. We know we have to get optimal sleep. If we're not getting adequate sleep, that's one of the first things that will spin us out of control. Because if we're under-rested, the next day we wake up and we feel like we really need Hmm. to take a nap. But instead, we do behaviors that spin us out of control. We eat to try to find energy. We drink coffee to try to find energy. We may drink, you know, alcohol or do other things to try to find energy when what we really need is to sleep. 
but we're robbing Peter to pay yeah. Paul and we're putting ourselves in a hole. So we have to learn about how to get adequate and good deep sleep. Stress management? Well, of course. Why wouldn't we want to manage stress? That's number three on the, the pillars of health. Um, we got to learn to manage stress a little bit better and realize that we have control. Stress does not, cannot have control of us. Um, go back and link, listen to previous episodes on stress if you want to know how to master that thing. And there's plenty of tools out there for you. It does not have to control you. The next one is movement. Mm -hmm. They say that sitting is the new smoking. I'd have to agree mm -hmm. with that. If we're not fit... Things go downhill quickly and fast, and it makes the second year, second half of our lives much more difficult. We don't have any endurance. Yeah. We can't really walk to the mailbox without yeah. being short of breath, and we lose our strength. If we're not fit and we're not getting adequate exercise, we lose our muscle. And with loss of muscle, the loss of muscle is frailty, mm. and frailty is a disease. So we have to stay active more than just our everyday lives. Some of us are on our feet more than others. However, that's not enough to keep our heart, our bones, our muscles and tendons and ligaments strong. We have DNA. That's how we're structured, made. We're all different. But at the same time, we're 99.9% .9 identical. But that 1.1%, I should say, difference is significant when we're talking about millions of combinations of genes as a potential combination. So with that said, it's important to know your DNA. We do that with literally everybody. We look at their genetics and we come up with the best lifestyle plan for them based upon you know, where they are, what they're doing, where they want to achieve and what the genes say. So the genes are incredibly important to this process. The next one is hormones. Now, hormones are incredibly important. And we're not talking about just male and female mm. sex steroids. We're also talking about thyroid hormones, adrenal hormones, and this hormone we call insulin. Yep. Did you know that insulin is the number one hormone that will dishevel all the hormones in your body? Because if blood sugar and insulin aren't in balance, everything starts to spin out of control. So again, it points back to nutrition and we have to really watch our fork curls and what's at the end of our fork and really not overdrive our systems and overproduce this hormone called insulin or the other hormones just aren't going to be optimal. And finally, we talk about these things called peptides and tonight we'll feature a peptide for you. Uh, it's very important to understand, and, but as we get into those things, it's always critical to understand the overarching theme that goes across the bridge, if you will, of all those seven pillars, and that is spiritual and emotional health. We say many times that the majority of the physical manifestation of disease are driven by spiritual and emotional brokenness, and that's a big, big deal. So, Really quick, as we go through the little bit of review on peptides, and we talk about a new one tonight so you'll understand it, what are peptides? Peptides are naturally occurring substances in your body. They are formed when one or two amino acids are joined together in chains, and they're joined together by something called a peptide bond that actually forms these chains. Mm -hmm. And the peptide is something that is less than 50 amino acids. Anything longer than 50 amino acids is termed a protein. Now, what are the effects of peptides? So peptides, in general, they carry information. They regulate cells. And, of course, cell health is super important. It, trust me, cell health can decline with age, which is something that we all understand. 
unless we pay attention to it. And remember that peptides can indeed help. They sort of have this high potential for cellular adaptation, recovery, and regeneration. And the one we're going to talk about tonight is called surmorelin. Really cool peptide. It has an amazing amount of incredible health benefits. And so it has been said that peptides are the building blocks of life. Yes, from amino acids bound together by short chains to create a peptide, Mm -hmm. longer chains are called proteins. So peptides, the way they work in the body in part is secondary signaling molecules. And when you see this, um, what you see on the screen right now is the peptides on the pituitary. Now, if you think about this circle in the middle, those little kind of wavy lines going outwards, those are receptors. In the upper left position, the 11 o'clock position, we see the growth hormone releasing hormone receptor. On the right, kind of in the 2 o'clock position, we see the ghrelin receptor. So both of these receptors, when they get activated, either or, they activate the pituitary, as you see coming down, to increase that thing called GH. That's called growth hormone. Now, the boxes on the left and the right in the, you know, the far kind of 10 o'clock and then the far kind of 2 o'clock positions you see there, on the far 10 o'clock position, these are actual peptides. And so these peptides, that's the name of them, CJC1295, Tessamorlin, Sirmorlin, GRF18, all of those act as a secondary signaling molecule on the growth hormone, releasing hormone receptor. On the far right, you see the ipamorlin, hexamorlin, GHRP6, and GHRP2. Both of those, or all four of these, actually act as secondary signaling molecules on the ghrelin receptor. And whichever receptor you hit, it is going to cause the pituitary to release more growth hormone. Now let's talk a little bit about the benefits of sermorlin. There's a bunch. Yes. Number one, at the top of the list, it helps you increase lean mm-hmm. body mass. As we age, lean body mass has a tendency to go down. It's harder to maintain. Mm-hmm. Sermorlin also aids the promotion of fat loss. As we know, as we age, the ability to metabolize also changes. Sermorlin helps increase energy. Who doesn't want more energy, Right. We need more energy in a day to accomplish the things that we need to get accomplished. Sermolin helps increase strength. If it improves lean muscle mass, that's going to improve the amount of strength that we have Mm -hmm. to function in our daily life. It improves immune function. Boy, isn't that important in today's time. Sermolin also aids improved sleep quality. Now, we talked early about how sleep is one of the important pillars of health. If we're not getting adequate sleep and we're not going through the sleep cycles, we're not waking up recovered, and we're already behind the eight ball the next day. So it's likely that we're going to engage in negative behaviors to actually get us to the next night of sleep. Mm -hmm. So Sir Moreland may come to the aid in helping you regulate the circadian rhythm and the sleep-wake cycle. 
So here's a few more benefits, if you will. Again, we've talked about the sleep. We've talked about the immune function. But what about this idea of skin quality? That sounds pretty good. It kind of sounds like GHK copper we talked about a week ago. That was pretty good uh, in collagen production as well. So these things are really, really good for us to make us feel and look younger. How long does it take to work? A lot of people ask that question. Well, sermorlin usually has a loading period of anywhere between three and six months before it takes full effects and the effects are noticed. Mm -hmm. So some notice effects much sooner. Remember, everybody's genetic system is unique and very personal. Then once the body is actually loaded and you get your system out of the gutter, the frequency can often be reduced to an every other day dosing However, Samorlin is often prescribed for use just before bedtime because it aids in good deep sleep. Now, studies have found that by giving adults Samorlin, it can encourage the natural improvement of this thing called growth hormone production, which in turn can improve total body composition, meaning lowering fat, improving lean muscle mass, also improving bone density, and overall body composition. So the time frame, however, is unique for each individual. And it is. Everybody's different. So we talk a lot about when you have these secondary receptors or secondary signaling molecules that act as receptors, activators like the peptides, and or you have hormones. Those things go eventually create an action from the nucleus where the DNA is unraveled and sort of proteins are eventually formed from amino acids. But that action happens in the nucleus of the cell. Now, when you talk about cell dysfunction, what's the main thing that makes cells dysfunctional is the lack of availability of nutrients. Without that, they won't work. And if a person is eating these inflammatory foods, you say listed here, your cell will not work and it will not function. What are those inflammatory foods? One more time. Oh, boy. At the top of the list is going to be sugars and artificial sweeteners. Yeah. Then there's going to be fried foods, those things that are baked in grease, MSG, and other chemical fillers. You want to turn the label around and look at the label. We were having dinner with some mm. friends this weekend, and they actually made sure that there was no MSG <laughs> in her meal. Funny. It yeah. was just fantastic. So people are becoming more aware. Mm. You want to be one of those. Oh, also, yeah. processed foods. Don't put that box and processed food in your body. There's more ingredients in there that you can't understand. If you can't understand it and understand the, the name on the label, why are we actually putting in our bodies? Pitch it's it. got to go. Then excessive amounts of things like alcohol and caffeine and all those carbonated beverages, breads and grains don't do a body good. And neither do yeast, hmm. corn, and high fructose corn syrup type uh, food sources. These are inflammatory to young and old, individuals, everyone, all the time. So what should you eat? You should eat these anti-inflammatory foods. Generally speaking, these things are all very healthy for you. Of course, there may be things within there that you, you may be allergic to or sensitive to that may uh, change. But the bottom line is these are generally what you want to gravitate to. What are these anti-inflammatory foods very quickly? Well, of course, we need high-quality proteins. Remember, proteins are the building blocks of life. So we've got to get an mm -hmm. adequate amino acid score in our daily and nutritional protocol. And those are going to include things like organic, grass-fed, grass-finished meats, free-range and wild-caught fish. We also want to have healthy fats and oils. Remember, your brain is 85% mm -hmm. fatty acid material, so don't be afraid of good, healthy fat right. from right. olive oil, avocado oils, 
nuts and seeds and coconut oil. Also, make sure you get adequate amounts of low glycemic index fruits. You know, those berries, strawberries, blueberries, boysenberries, cherries, blackberries. These things have antioxidants in them, and we know antioxidants help keep our bodies from rusting. Also, low glycemic, non-root, non-starchy, above-the-ground vegetables. Once you start getting below the ground, the carbohydrate content starts going up. So if we have a body composition problem, or if we've got too much weight around, we really need to watch the amount of starch that we take in. Mm-hmm. These are anti-inflammatory, non-disease-causing foods to everyone, young and old, all the time. So there you go, a little bit on peptides, what to eat, what not to eat, and that's important. Many times people ask us, where do I start? Well, here's where you start. You start with our 40-day reset. The 40-day reset is uh, includes a detox kit, which contains 28 individual pre-packed meals that you can mix up and like shakes and have those a couple times a day, along with a meal guide on what to eat and snack on for those two weeks. During those two weeks, we also provide three supplements that are divided out into pill packs that you're going to take one twice a day of those packs. So it's 20 of those packs, of course. And so you do that for two weeks to kind of prepare the body to deal with fat loss, to deal with detoxification. So this plan is good whether you need to uh, gain healthy weight or lose unhealthy weight. So it'll work like that. Uh, We also then give you all of our meal guides in which you follow from the two-week mark forward. Again, so we're structuring this out for you for 40 days, along with a full 40-day worth of our homeopathic drop remedy, which actually causes fat loss, muscle gain, and reduction of cravings. Pretty cool formula. It's awesome. Along with therapeutic doses of vitamin D with K, as well as omega-3. So we put all that in there on that 40-day reset plan so you could absolutely have a place to start right now that's pre-structured. You don't need our permission. You don't need our help. You just jump in there and follow the directions. All the directions are emailed to you when you place that order. Go to sherwood.tv. 40, Sherwood.tv, the number 40, and you'll find that right there. Four zero. Four zero. Um, you can as well get our free ebook. And if you want to do that and kind of get some information about how we help people physically, emotionally, spiritually, and that's free, that one, Sherwood.tv forward slash free. We'd love to have you join our health revolution. And that means that you got to get involved. <laughs> The doctors can't do it for you. You and your family. You and your community. Everybody. You do it for you. Let's go. Hope and Health is brought to you today by our online course, Hormones. Understand and balance your hormones naturally. Hormones get blamed for various symptoms and they get too much credit as a fix for ailments. Just go to Sherwood.tv forward slash hormones to learn more and enroll. Here are just a few areas we cover in 17 sessions of this comprehensive and practical course. Symptoms and causes of hormone imbalance. Cortisol, the stress management hormone. Thyroid, the metabolism hormone. DHEA, the sex hormone producer. Estrogen, the female sex hormone. Progesterone, the mother hormone. Testosterone, the male sex hormone and restoring hormone balance. Go to Sherwood.tv forward slash hormones to learn more and enroll.
I think you really enjoyed it tonight because I want to begin with this concept that distraction is the key to deception. Again, one more time, distraction is the key to deception. What is distraction anyway? We we lose our way. We lose track of what we're doing. We pay attention to something else other than to what we're supposed to be paying attention to. Another way to say it is we might be paying attention to what we're supposed to be paying attention to, and then we get distracted and get focused on something we should not be paying any attention to. Some would say it's shiny balls. Some would say it's this or that. The bottom line is we need to be so focused in on what we're supposed to do that we don't lose way and don't lose track of the goal ahead. We're talking about the goal of living for Christ. The way we do that is to stay locked in to the mission ahead. There are two scriptures I want to talk about tonight. One is found in the book of Hebrews chapter 12. and The other is found in the book of Wisdom the book of Proverbs. I'm going to read these scriptures to you, and I want you to understand out of the context of the ability to stay focused. Staying focused is key. A lot of people say, well, I am disorganized, or I can't keep up, or I am lacking focus. Stop right now and regather yourself and get that focus back, because Hebrews 12, 2 and 3 says as follows, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Now, I want you to think about this in context. I'm going to go reverse order. Read verse 3 first, and then go back to verse, at least the first part of verse 2. Verse 3. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, etc. Here we go. So, when we talk about fixing our eyes on Jesus, why do we fix our eyes on him? Because we're going to consider what he did for us. What did he do for us? He went to the cross for us. So he fixed his eyes on the cross so that we in turn can fix our eyes on the cross. And it's not about us doing our best. It's about us focusing with a laser focus like Jesus did. You say, well, I'm not Jesus. I say, well, you have in him and you what everything he had in him. So when he left this earth, he put a deposit inside of us called Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit will make everything known to us as God made everything known to Jesus when Jesus walked the earth. So we will do the same things that Jesus did if we fix our eyes on him and consider him who endured all that opposition. And he did not grow weary and weak. In other words, he didn't back away. He was laser focused on what is ahead. Now let's look at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 25. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Why is that? I want to draw a little car analogy for you here. When you get in the car, you start the car up. Now you may have to back out of the driveway. When you back out of the driveway, you need to be focused on the rearview mirror, which is really the direction in which you're going. Now, I know you're going in reverse, but if you're not looking 
in reverse and you're going in reverse, you may crash and hit something. So you either have to turn your head around and focus that way or you use the mirror to change the mirror's reflection so that you can focus that way. In either case, you are focused on what is ahead of you. Now, when you put it in drive and begin to go forward, you need to look through the front windshield and not the rearview mirror. Because if you look at the rearview mirror while you're going forward, you're going to crash while going forward. If you look at the windshield and don't look at the rearview mirror while you're backing up, you're going to crash while backing up. In either case, you need to be looking to where you're going. So what does that mean for all of us? If, we look, if we're looking forward to where we're going, we see two actions at place. It shows us that we need to be looking forward to where we're going as God directs us while we're on the earth. But at the same time, the dual purpose is looking forward to where we're going when we leave this earth. So we see this dual focus going on, but the bottom line is we need to stay focused. We need to lock into a laser lock focus on God himself. And don't get off course. Don't lose our way. Because if we get off course, we might crash going forward or backwards. When we waver, when we waffle, when we get distracted, we get so far off course, it's like a boat drifting way off course out to the sea or out in the lake. And the farther it goes off course, the farther it is from the road it was supposed to be on, and the farther it was from the focus on where we're going. So we don't need to get sidetracked. We need to stay focused on the battle ahead. doesn't mean once a week at church. It means every day when we're awake, 24-7, 365. When we're asleep, okay, you don't have to worry about focusing on that. You're out of it. But when you're awake, pay attention. Remember, if we don't pay attention, we're going to have a problem. What's the problem mean? We might drift off and get farther away from where we're supposed to be. So I encourage you to lock in, stay focused, avoid distractions, which are the key to deception, because deception, really get down to it, is being on the wrong road, looking at the wrong thing, and being convinced it's the right thing. How many have been there before? That's called deception. We need to focus on the destiny ahead, fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who endured that cross and all of its shame and scorn, and went and died for us, and we are to consider him who overcame such opposition from all these evil men, including us, we're part of that. And he did not go weary and weak, nor should we. So lock our eyes directly forward. Don't turn to the left or right unless you're making a turn that direction. But pay attention to where you're going. Let your gaze be straight ahead, as Proverbs says in chapter 4, verse 25. Lock into God. Look into his eyes. He'll take you where you need to go. Just like Peter walked on water and didn't sink, you too will walk on water, literally, if you keep your eyes on Jesus and he'll help you out all the way. He is the focus. So don't lose that. So we're going to jump right into this idea of being scorched and torched. Scorched and torched. What does that mean? Some of you might know what it means to be in a time and place in your life where you feel like the temptation 
and even the world is scorching you. It's getting a little bit hot, a little bit tough, a little big uh, challenge with the with the world. It can happen to us all, can it? Yeah. I mean, have you ever felt like you've been scorched? Hmm. Ever feel like you're about to drown? Hmm. Like you can't keep your head above the water? Well, guess what? You are protected. In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 2, it says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned or scorched, nor will the flame kinder upon you. When you think about both of these areas being drowned or being burned, in both cases, we're talking about the concept of maybe dying. And many times we go through life and we think that things are going to be challenging, and they are. We're going to have troubles. And many times it gets so hot, we think we're going to get burned. And sometimes the waters we find ourselves in, hot water, you know, we get so deep in that, we think we're going to drown. But like the children of Israel, as they were approaching that Red Sea, God parted that Red Sea so that just like them, we can walk through. So you might have a Red Sea moment in front of you where the enemy is pushing you that direction. You think there's no way out. Remember, God parted the Red Sea. Sometimes the storms, they seem so big and so overwhelming. However, we know that as the Bible says, we don't go into those storms alone. We may be in the storm, but the storm doesn't have to be in us because Jesus is with us in the storm. And just like those three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they went in that fire. They went in that fire willingly because they refused to worship the king and follow the king's edict to worship the God that wasn't God himself. They went in that fiery furnace and it was so hot that it killed the guards who threw him in. But when the the king looked in there, he didn't see just the three guys burning up. He saw them walking around and it freaked him out because there was a fourth man in that fire. And we know who that fire, the fourth man in the fire was. That was Jesus. He was walking with them and he let them come out of that fire without one hair or one piece of their clothing singed one bit. I was talking about this just a few days ago at an event where if there's four persons in the fire and three came out, that means maybe, maybe, maybe that just Jesus maybe. is still in the fire because he knows you're going through it and you got to be willing to go through it to show so for he can show his mighty hand in your life. So fear not, he's with us. God doesn't falter in his promise, nor does he waver in what he says. His word is true, and we must never take our eyes off him, as we talked about in the previous segment on focus. And we need to understand that if we falter, he can't hang on to us, but he'll reach down and grab us. But if we keep our eyes on him, we won't struggle. We won't falter. He'll hold us up, and at the same time, we must never, never, never let, let go. go. So what does Psalms say about this? Psalms 119 says, Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe, and I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. Hmm. So this is the psalmist saying, Hold me up, Lord. Hold me up so that you can keep me safe. You can keep me from drowning. You can keep me from burning up in the fire. I don't want to drown the waters because they're right in front of me, and I, I just don't think I can swim through. 
I don't want to burn in the furnace because I think I'm walking through it and it's getting pretty hot right now. The bottom line is we remember Moses when he's begging God to show him his glory. We see him cross a line in which we make a request to show have God show us his glory, and he will. When we trust him in the most trying times, really all the time, he will always show himself faithful. We've got to desire the deeper things of God, and we've got to desire and understand we have favor from God, that favor from himself. When we completely trust him in the midst of times in which we think we're going to drown or we think we're going to die, those times are going to come. I mean, the Bible says clearly that in this world you will have troubles, and that might be kind of things like I feel like I'm going to be burning up and scorched. being scorched or, or, or drowning right yeah. now in the sea well, of life. We've all been there. Lots of people are hurting right now in the area of anxiety. They feel like they're drowning in this uncertainty. But I'll tell you, friends, it's important because if we can change our focus, tying back into our previous section on God himself, the problems, though there's still problems, the troubles, though there's still troubles, the water, nah, didn't change the depth of that, it's still deep, and the scorchingness, the heat, didn't change the temperature, it's still hot. But just like Max Lucado says, when we let have less self-focus and more God-focus, it becomes less about me and more about him. The bottom line is, it's not about me anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at this whole process of life, and we've talking a lot about this lately as we've taken on this endeavor to run for governor of the state of Oklahoma. It's not about us at all. The more we get into it, realize it's never been about us. It's been about you. It's been about people. It's been about people stepping up for people and allowing God to use them in the offices, the skills, the positions that God's called to be in. And it's really about being obedient for him, isn't it? It's about stepping up for him. It is. As opposed to, you know, other people. Yeah, and this interesting poem comes to mind when we have this discussion. Mm -hmm. It says, we must take care of this life as we are not our own. It belongs to God. His love to us, he has shown. Mm -hmm. God keeps his promises, and they are true. He keeps his word. We must keep ours too. And what is our word? Our word must be our bond. But if we allow our word and our deeds to match up with God's, then our word will become his word. And that word that word will match up with his. And the word that we speak will be his. So therefore, it's always true. When you think about this whole idea that we may be going through tough times in this world right now and challenges ahead, we must not, cannot lose any heart because if we keep our eyes on Jesus, of course, like we talked about tonight in a couple ways, he won't let us lose track. He won't let us lose focus and he's not going to let us go down and we're not going to die one day quicker than he says so. On the other hand, if we do lose focus and we do rebel and we don't take care of ourselves. We could shorten our life a little bit by the choices we make. So in other words, the quality of our life, the length of our life is determined by God himself as we allow him to work through us. But the lack of quality in life, the lack of the life in years, Mm. is also determined by us not 
giving our lives and self over to God to allow him to reign in our lives. So I know you. this is a deep subject, a deep thing. Why don't you read that poem one more time, because I want people to really get this. Um, that's a pretty good one to understand. We must take care of our life as we are not our own. It belongs to God. His love to us he has shown. God keeps his promises, and they are true. He keeps his word. We must keep ours, too. Guess who wrote that? I did. You did. There you go. Right there. That's it. So there you go. You can quote Dr. Michelle on that one. Listen, we love you guys. We trust that you'll live the wellness life with us. Have a great time. Have a great night. Have a great day if you're watching this as a replay, a rerun. And we love you. We can't wait to see you next Next week on Hope and Health. Bye for now. The name of this podcast is Hope and Health for a Reason. With simple, consistent changes, you'd be amazed at the results we see in patients every day. There is hope for you. Give your body the healthy food it was created to enjoy, and it will thank you. The same goes for what you feed your mind. Subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to our newsletter at Sherwood.tv to stay positive in a negative world. And remember to enroll on our hormones course at Sherwood.tv forward slash hormones. It includes a free ebook and a $20 discount on hormone-related treatments. If you don't live near our clinic in Tulsa, that's no problem. We treat patients from around the world. Thank you again for listening. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv.